Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Carried in, put off the stick of Ortuzzo. Actually, Johnson Fialbi chops at it, ends up in the corner, and that's it. The St. Louis Blues have hung a second straight home loss on the Capitals tonight. Final score, 5-2. to two. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals struggle in a loss to the Blues. Top line Marcus Johansson in his return to D.C. And the Buffalo Sabres up next on Friday. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, March 23rd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It was a tough night for the Caps last night at 7th and F, mustering just eight shots over the last 40 minutes. 5-2 to two the final as the Blues take them down. Two straight losses on home ice. It was a difficult night defensively, Ben. Not a lot of punch offensively either. And now back-to-back losses at home after what otherwise has been a very good month of March. Yeah, it's been a good month of March. This was a rarity. This was a real clunker here on home ice last night. And different feel than that regulation loss over the weekend at Dallas. At least against the Stars, you had the sense as that game went along, they showed some fight. They tried to mount a late comeback. They were the better of the two teams as that game went along. Last night against St. Louis was just the opposite. It was a pretty good start for the Capitals, but the Blues, as the game went deeper, they dictated play. They took advantage of several defensive breakdowns. Capitals were very sloppy defensively. Turnovers galore. uh, Not a whole lot of support in front of Vitek Vanacek. So Capitals unable to take advantage of what was very much a shorthanded St. Louis team, missing a couple of headliners and Tarasenko and Thomas, and then losing Tori Krug on the back end. Tough night for the Capitals. We'll see if they can bounce back now coming up in Buffalo. Blues sweep the season series, outscoring the Capitals 10-3 in those games. Let's talk a little bit about Vitek Vanacek's night. There were some rebounds, could have been a little better there. Had a save-of-the-year candidate in the second period, robbing Jordan Cairo of what looked like a certain goal It wasn't a perfect night for him, but he needed more help from the guys in front of him. He just didn't get it last night. Yeah, and we saw different defensive pairings. We saw some shakeups with the pairings. We're wondering as well, you're missing Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, Michael Kempney in there. He took a couple of minor penalties. Thought it was a rough night for Michael Kempney. So it was a little bit of a fluid situation. You wonder too, John Carlson having to leave that Dallas game the other night with a pretty scary looking injury. Said all the right things yesterday at the MedStar Capitals Iceplex as far as feeling good enough to play but I don't think that blue line was 100% last night against St. Louis. Still without Trevor Van Riemsdyk Friday night in Buffalo. Thought Vitek Vanacek, to your point, he made some big saves. Rebound control probably could have been better, but the story in this one was really the lack of support in front of him. It was a very rough night defensively. It was a rough night for number 74. It was a rough night for Dmitry Orlov. And you mentioned Michael Kempney. Peter Laviolette after the game talking about not enough competes, too many odd man rushes, not good in transition. That was one of the shorter press conferences the coach has given. He was obviously not very happy last night. No, and, and you know what? For good reason. Uh, you, know, you know, this game against St. Louis, one team looked like a team preparing itself and getting ready and playing like a playoff team, playing the type of hockey you ought to be playing post-trade deadline, late March, getting into springtime. St. Louis Blues, they look like a 
an established playoff, ready for playoff team. Capitals just didn't. And uh, again, it's a, it's a rarity. They, they've been playing very well of late. You look at the start of March, there's been a lot of good from the Capitals. It was a rarity last night and hopefully something they could quickly nip in the bud rather than revert to some bad habits we saw more so in January and February. A couple of good things to talk about. Really liked Anthony Mantha last night. He mixed it up with Justin Falk in the second period. The great assist that he had on the Tom Wilson goal. I like the fact maybe that he was physical as much as it was the playmaker. I like to see him mixing it up a little bit. I thought he was Washington's best player last night. He was, and he's been really good since he came back from his injury uh, going back to early March. And It's funny, the physicality he played with last night against St. Louis. First of all, physical, heavy team in themselves, the Blues, so Mantha proving he was ready for that challenge. But when we spoke to Brian McClellan just after the trade deadline at the Metro Capitals Iceplex, I asked him specifically about Mantha, what he's liked about him, and he didn't hesitate at all. He said the speed, and he loved the play that he's had physically and the physicality that he's brought, and we saw that against St. Louis. That sample size of his continues to grow. Anthony Mantha, very impressive, and here's hoping he could pull some more guys in the fight because he's been bringing it. And again, we do like that line if they stay together, him and Wilson and Backstrom. Well, that's two big boys to ride shotgun with Backstrom. I think that line has some possibilities together. Here's something else that was good last night. Evgeny Kuznetsov comes up with a power play goal in the first period, and he now with a point streak of 10 games in a row. He has brought it nearly every night going back to October. I really like what we've seen out of him as the whole. I love what we've seen out of him here going back to the hat trick in Vancouver, distributing the puck. He's been good on the power play. I thought maybe it wasn't maybe the biggest highlight of the game last night, but the fact that he was able to extend that point streak, keep it going, it'll try to make it 11 of the game Friday in Buffalo. Good on number 92. Oh, and you're right, the longest point streak scoring streak of his career, the longest for the Capitals as a team since going back to 2018, a 10-game run that Alex Ovechkin has. So, yeah, very good for Evgeny Kuznetsov. Really, the, the nights that he's quote-unquote taken off or that he hasn't looked himself this season, they're very, very limited. His full body of work this year has been very, very good, which, again, when you combine that with the play of Wilson, the play of Ovechkin, you think about the heavy lifting that those three have done. That's why it remains so important and, and so integral to the team's success down the stretch. If they could continue to get them healthy and sort of round out that top nine and get the secondary options, secondary scoring there with regularity, it would certainly uh, bode very well for the final 17 games here. So Marcus Johansson returns. He started on the top line. He was not there as much in the third period. And now he's going to face a couple of his former teams, as you pointed out on the postgame show last night. So funny on the timing. He was traded from Washington to New Jersey. He'll play against the Devils at Capital One Arena on Saturday night. And in the middle of all that, he will play against the Buffalo Sabres, where he also played. He got around the league in those years that he was gone. He's going to see a couple of his former teams. It was a nice moment for nostalgia, at the very least, to see him back in the Capitals' sweater. They will need him to produce offensively if he's going to be in that top-six role. But he certainly got an opportunity to do a lot of different things last night. Power play two. He was out there in a four-on-four. So he certainly got his feet wet in a big way last night. The sense I get, John, is he's going to get opportunities. They want to see what they have with this current version of Marcus Johansson. And again, we'll see what the status is of TJ Oshie moving forward. He missed a third straight game last night. But the sense I get, this is just a little gut feel, but he'll ultimately 
end up probably on a third line or middle six, if you want to call it. But I think they're curious to kind of see the different combinations. I think there's going to be some experimentation, some trial and error here over these next few weeks. At the end of the day, you got to get the two points. you got to win the games. But I think Peter Laviolette's looking forward to the options he has, the flexibility, the versatility. You could play Johansson as high as the top line, maybe lower down on the third. Same with Sherry. Same with Wilson. You have pieces you could start to move around. You don't want to move them around too much, but I think there's going to be some experimentation. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of different combinations here over these next couple of weeks before maybe they settle in, you know, say for the final 10 dozen games of the year on on some more firm combinations. All right, final thing. Last night in the second period, and it was a goal that in some ways kind of set Washington back, but after Braden Shen was able to break through, Nathan Walker just recalled from the AHL, the former Capital, a Capitals draft pick, been gone a while here. He's bounced around a little. He hasn't been in the NHL that much this year. He was only recalled for the game last night, and he ends up scoring a goal. He had a hat trick earlier this year. I don't know how this guy doesn't stick. Seems to be doing everything they want him to do, but right place, right time, and even if it was against the Capitals, good on Nathan Walker for punching one in. And a Stanley Cup champion, and I'm sure he feels pretty good not only finding the back of the net, but a big goal, the eventual game winner in his old stomping grounds here in Washington, so good on him. Yeah, what's he up to? Five goals in eight games at the NHL level, and Craig Berube, uh, fond of Nathan Walker, and good on him. He's not a big guy and parks himself atop the crease, high traffic area. He's getting banged up there, fighting for positioning, comes up with a game-winning goal. So, you know, not the result the Capitals were looking for, but I don't know if you're going to get beat. Good on Nathan Walker to ultimately come up with the game-winning goal in a rare NHL appearance for him. So the Capitals back to practice and then off to Buffalo. The Caps and Sabres Friday night at 7, pregame at 6.45 on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Caps game day, your extended Caps pregame show exclusively with Ben on Caps Radio 24-7. That will start at 4 o'clock on Friday, CapsRadio247.com. Ben, have yourself a great Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.